Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Katie Canine Show. Hopefully, you're enjoying this beautiful day today. It's just it's just stunning. I mean, the breeze. I really, I, oh, it was just. Just stand with your arms out and let let you just kind of like the wind blow through you. It was oh, so relief after all the humid weather we've had the last couple of days. So hopefully you're enjoying it. Uh, I think it's a little breezy to be out in the pontoon and the kayaks, but hey, go for it, I guess. <laughs> I'd rather have the, what do you call it? Like, you know, when it's like a, the lake is like a mirror, you know, where it's just... There's no wind. You just kind of like a out. like a calm, like a yeah. calm. Yes, yes. Like a glass. Yep, glass. That's it. Glass. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So it's just. Hopefully, you guys all made it through the storms on Friday and Saturday night. Last night, I learned a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that, Katie? Well, it's funny that you, thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay, folks. Uh, up in, uh, tor- uh, in Hugo in 2008, we had a tornado, right? But I was here doing the radio show when it hit. So I didn't know, you know, I wasn't there living it, trying to figure out what to, what you're going to do with the animals and such like that. That's always been my nightmare. If there's a tornado coming, what do I do with the horse? What do I do with the, the cows, the barn cats, you know, uh, all, everything, all right? Well, yesterday, I don't know, uh, we were, I was at a party down the street and, uh, uh, you know, they, they said that all, everybody's phone says, oh, it's going to come in at eight. Well, about a oh, quarter after five. Yeah, it's on as well on its way. Well, anyway, so I head home and then, I mean, the sky was so ominous. It was unbelievable. Some of the neighbors took some really cool pictures and it's like, oh, because it looked like and if you, any of you guys have been through tornadoes, which I hope you haven't. But anyway, the the back side looks like it's clearing, like it's clear skies. But then that's there. There's that shelf cloud, and then it gets lower, and then little things drop out from it. Well, that's what was happening around our house last night. But I came to a huge realization. Number one, I learned in the tornado of 2008 that our house is conducive to just being flattened and imploding in upon itself because we have a walkout basement to the south. West, all right, and that's where most uh, tornadoes are coming from the southwest and going northeast. And so I've learned that because I have the walkout basement, that the the, the the whole the tornado will just slam in and just blow us up, up. Okay, so we have a spot that's underneath the front steps, kind of like a cellar. And that's where we're supposed to go. So, needless to say, uh, that's where I'm. You know, I'm grabbing Adeline, the cat. You know, I got, I got Ethel, and I got Gilligan on a leash. And then, you know, I tell my husband the sirens are going off, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I said, "Well, I'm going downstairs." So I go down there, and the thing is, is that I, um, of course, you, you know, nothing's ever kept up properly so i had to kind of clear out a little bit of area but anyway so i'm sitting there trying to clear and then i don't have any place i put ethel in a box (laughs) so because she's so little remember she's only three pounds and so so i didn't want her to get lost where i've got to go find her now all right so anyway but i I, all of a sudden it was a bingo moment well luckily it it went past nothing happened we i was happy but boy i tell you i want everybody to have a heads up on this one is that you need to have your wherever your safe place when a storm is coming and you, you have at wherever your safe place is, please set it up in advance of a storm. All right, just have it ready just in case because here it's coming. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, Okay, I have no place, I got to literally hold everybody and it, you know, gathering up. And so, what you need to do is the place that you will go in case there's a tornado, you need to have it set. Like, let's say you've got 
You're going to have uh, kennels for your cats and your dogs or your ferrets or whatever type thing. Have it preset. This is don't not a kennel where you're going to be moving it. You know, whereas you figure it out, maybe you get some soft-sided ones that you just can quick open up and put the animals in it. But think ahead and have it set up. And already had have a flashlight set in there. I'm running around looking for the flashlights. It was not a happy camper. And poor Gilligan's looking at me. I think mom's a little stressed here. <laughs> and Ethel, bless her little soul, she's just kind of like, whatever. What are we doing, Mom? So the main thing is, is that look in your house wherever you are told to go, you know, for your, you know, if a tornado's coming or, you know, straight line winds or a thunderstorm and the sirens are going off, where you're going, and make sure that you have kennels enough for everybody, in, you know, uh, all your animals, all your fur kids. Yeah. Because when it's coming, you don't have time to gather everything to get the animals to get them in where they're supposed to be. You just want to grab them and then be able to where you're going, put them in, you know, their kennels or whatever. Cats you could put in pillowcases because sometimes they get spassed out. So you can put in a pillowcase and, and, and kind of carry them that way <laughs> if they're, you know, zenning out or not zenning out, spacing out. So th- just think ahead. Look, go and look where you're going to go when, when the sirens go off and then prepare that place and make sure that that you have, you know, a flashlight in case uh, the, you know, the lights go out. And the more important thing is where you're going to put. Now, obviously, if you have some little dogs, have a kennel where you can put all three dogs in at the same time. You don't have to have a kennel for each one, all right? Because this is just emergency. This is, okay, we got to throw everybody in because we got to, hopefully, they're all going to be coming out of this, no problem. So, so get wherever your safe place is, look at it, set it up accordingly, and be prepared. Because I wasn't last night, and... I learned a huge lesson. <laughs> so that is what, what, what it is. I just wanted to share that with you guys. So hopefully you got some good questions for me this week. Uh, and then uh, Carly's on the other side. I'm on this side. And uh, we were talking before we went on air. With COVID, so many people are getting dogs and, and puppies are huge, huge. Now, I haven't had a puppy in 50 years because they're a lot of work, folks, a lot of work. I prefer to get my dogs two to three years old because then they're out of that puppy mush brain and I can put training in five weeks of training. It looks like I've had the dog all my life. So that's why I, you know, puppies are a lot of work. But what the, what's killing me here, and this is a big heads up. Okay, when there's a shortage, guess what? <laughs> Number one, the price goes up. Number two, you get scams. You get scams that, okay, we got Labradoodle puppies. We got Asadoo. We got uh, Sheepapoos. We, you know, Bernadoos. You name it, the poodle's being crossed with it. One thing I hope they never cross it with is a beagle. Please don't, please don't cross a poodle with a beagle. Please do that. Do not do that for me, Please. It was bad enough when they came out with the puggles, but anyway, so, uh, so anyway, so if you are in the market for a puppy, first of all, be sure that it's not a scam. And how do you know if it's not a, if it's a scam? First of all, if they say, Hey, we'll meet you at Wally World in the parking lot or at the corner gas station halfway, we'll meet you halfway to save you time. Run, don't walk, right? You want to go and see where those dogs are being raised, how, what the conditions are and the whole kit and caboodles. That person is doing nothing for you. And then also usually what happens with those type is they give, they tell you the puppy is eight weeks old and it's really six weeks old because they don't want to keep them any longer than they have to because it takes money. It's feeding them and then whatever they got to do. And plus, there's a lot of cleanup when they start feeding them. They do do a lot. Okay, that's a number one scam. They tell you, we'll meet you on the corner. No, either they come all the way to your house or you go all the way to their house. End of story. Another thing of a scam is prepaying. 
do not prepay at all. No, 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 no. The minute that pup is in your hand, then you give them the check. All right. You can do a cashier's check, whatever. But the big thing is, is do not prepay. Now, some um, uh, require deposits. That's a different story. But you should never pay more than maybe 50 to to $100 deposit, right? If they ask for more, I'd be a little bit leery. Because even if they're asking $1,000 for the pup, all right, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks is enough, you know, to, to hold that pup. You shouldn't have to require to spend 500 Then all of a sudden, guess what? You don't have a pup and you lost $500. So the scams are coming out there and it's really really sad to say but it's called puppy meals they because they're being barred from all the pet stores finally they're finding other ways to get your money craigslist list ebay online it's it's really really sad so uh, this is an investment in at least 12 to 14 years of having this dog and so you want to make sure it's healthy number one and number two it's got something between the ears it's not just you know, bread, two dogs stuck together, and now you got, you know, a huh, doofus. <laughs> but anyway, but the big thing is, is the personality, because a lot of times when they don't pay attention, the personality of the dog is very snotty, very not nice, because usually what happens is they're taken away too early, so they didn't learn how to take a bite and keep uh, licking and keep on ticking from their litter mates or from their mom, and try as we hard as we can. Us humans cannot simulate that. That's something only mom and litter mates can do, and usually dogs that are taken away too early from the litter, then... Um, they are the ones that will be uh, very brassy, very nippy, very jumpy. I mean, just more abnormally so than a standard puppy where they, they just, they almost have hissy fits. Uh, and, and every pup does too. They have their bewitching hours and stuff like that. But it's a little abnormal. And um, if you saw two pups, one taken away at six weeks and then now is eight weeks and then one that is at eight weeks that, you know, that got to stay with the litter, you'd see the difference. I don't know how to explain it to you as a trainer. So... So anyway, hopefully you got some questions for me. Give me a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay. What uh, a flea can jump. Was is, is it equivalent to their size? How high can a flea jump? Okay, we'll be right back. All right. Thank you for tuning into the KDK Night Show. I'm here every Sunday. Go to mytalk1071.com. You can stream it live anywhere in the whole wide world. And then also you can pick up all my podcasts, all the past shows. So a flea can jump up to 200 times his own height. What is that equivalent to in a man? What can a man jump over? If a flea can jump over 200 times his own height, okay, what is it equivalent to a man? That what he, Can he jump over if it's 200 times their own height? Um, I, uh, a building? I don't know. Yeah, the Empire State Building. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Okay. Wow. If a flea can jump to uh, 200 times its own height, then that's equal to a man jumping the Empire State Building. Oh, my goodness. That's something. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's crazy. That's why, like, if you, if you snag them, yeah. you always want to have a little uh, a jar of water with a little bit of Dawn dish soap in there, liquid dish soap. Because what it does is it coats the wings so they can't jump out of there, their legs, you know, so they can't jump out of the water. All right? Now you know what I know. There we go. Very interesting. Another thing, too, you know, if you're getting scammed, if you're going to be buying a pup, is if uh, any parking lot, if they say, okay, we're going to meet you in a parking lot, okay? And then another thing to do is research the breeders you're going to use. 
It's called research. And if you're not good like I'm not, then you put it on into somebody's lap that's good on the internet so they can look it up and kind of get a vibe from us. So research to breeders. Just don't go, oh, I've been looking so long, I finally found one. Don't do that. Okay, let's head for the lines. All right, sounds good. We're going to go to Jean and... Jean has a question about a female multi-poo that's growling. All right. Hi, Jean. How you doing? Fine. Thank you. How are you, Katie? Good, good. How old's your pupper? Puppies are, it's a brother, sister. They're 18 months old, a boy and a girl, Harper okay. and Oliver. Okay. And what's happened, Katie, in the last three or four months, my wife, Harper, the girl, will be up in her lap. And when Oliver, the boy, wants to come up and join his sister, uh, Harper, the girl, just growls and gets mean, mean, mean. And this has just happened in the last three or four months. That's okay. never happened before. Mm-hmm. And if you, like Julie, would try to lift her up to put her in bed at night, now just her by herself in Julie's lap, she'd just show her teeth like a little piranha. You didn't even want to touch her. So okay. I don't know what's happening. Okay. She's challenging you. She uh, doesn't have enough rules. Uh, she doesn't see you guys as a good leader, so she's taking over, thinking that it's her way and not your way. And so well, what you got to do is that let her drag a nylon leash around. So you, you never want to go for a dog's collar or go for them, you know, if you're upset or if you got to make a point come across. Uh-huh. So, like, let's say she's on the lap and she starts to growl. Then mm-hmm. what you just do is take the leash and push her off. Wrong. That's wrong. And so, and that's that's the end of story. Then just go about your business. Then she should not, right now I would implement that she cannot come up on anything that you're on unless being invited. If you sit down on the couch and she jumps up, you you boot her off and go, ah, off, 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 <laughs> off. And then, like I say, if she tries it again, ah, ah, off. And whatever your words, when she's on something, you can either, most people either say off or down. Okay, then while she's sitting there looking at you, now pat the couch and say, okay, help. So she has to look to you for direction because it's your house, it's your couch, it's not her. It's your lap, and you decide who gets to be in the lap and, and who doesn't, all right? Oh, and so, okay. So the whole thing is, is that usually when you start having... This what the problem is is that they don't. There's no real leadership. They're so used to getting everything free that it's just kind of like, okay, I'm gonna take this, 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 and I'm gonna have a little attitude about it. So that's why what you got to start doing is uh, like when you go for a walk. How do you walk the dogs? On on leashes. They each have a leash. Okay, good. But I mean, are you using harnesses? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Okay. And then where do they walk? Out in front of you or next to you? Um, Mostly in front. Okay. And so guess what? Guess who's the leader? They're the leader and you're the peon. Okay, so that needs to change. They need to walk next to you nicely at a loose lead, not a tight lead, all right? Mm -hmm. And so now that shows that you are working as a team. They're looking to you for direction, all right? When you go out a doorway, who goes through first, the dogs or you? The dog. Well, oh. they like to, but I've stopped them so I can hook them up because we're out in the country and they would run off. Okay, yep. Yeah. But the whole thing is, is that what you should do is say the word wait. You open the door. And see, my dogs can't go out until I see the door is wide open. And then they look at me like, do I get to use the door? What are we doing here? If I'm not going out, I just say the word go, and now they can go. Now, if I'm going out, I say you know, I say wait. I open the door, and if they're just going and not me, I say go. Okay, otherwise, if I say, I say wait, I open up the door, and if I am going, then I go through the door first, and then I count real slow in my head, one, two, and then I use the word let's go. Now you may follow me. 
I'm leader. I'm first. You may follow me. If the word is let's go, you give set feeding times. There's so many things that sh- that give you the leadership role. And so if you don't do it correctly, then as the dogs get older, they start becoming a little bit snarkier with you and themselves because now they're not sure who's going to be the leader. So they're trying to take the run of it. Like, okay, I'm going to be the leader. And so that's why that one is getting a little bit, you know, like, she's doing what? No, that's exactly what she seems to be doing is trying to be in charge. Yes, yes. And so that's why what you got to do is you got to, uh, this book, uh, People Training for Good Dogs will help you understand a lot. People Training for Good Dogs. It's a book I wish I would have wrote. I, when I, I wanted to write, but I don't have to because Melissa did a good job. It's, uh, People Training for Good Dogs by, uh, Berryman, B-E-R-R-Y-M-A-N. But the whole thing is you got to start setting up rules. You got to start making these dogs think, get a trick book, do some brain teasers you want to start input 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 so these dogs are learning to look to you for direction and, and because i'm gathering you got them at the, together correct we did their brother and sister right and which so i didn't realize probably wasn't the greatest idea but that, that doesn't do what has to what the idea the problems lies here is that when you get two puppies whether it be from the same litter or whatever they bond to each other if you don't do it correctly at the beginning where they led lead separate lives they separate walks separate car rides so they learn to bond bond to the humans in the pack but they can come together and play a little bit but then they're they're hooked on to a human so they go you know and people don't see this happening until one of the dogs dies one of the you know one of them dies all of a sudden the one that's left behind is like you don't even recognize that dog because that dog was so used to that other dog was there they were so bonded to that they don't even know who you are (laughs) oh that makes total okay and so that's why like i say the more individual work you can do they're going to look to you for more direction and so like if you go on separate walks or where you go one way that you go the other way at first it's going to be kind of tough because those dogs are going to be like wait a minute they're going the wrong way (laughs) yeah i can see that okay Uh, and so that's why like i say if you start working separate car rides let's say you're in the house you take one dog and put them on a leash and you're at one end of the house some you take the other leash other dog put that one on a leash and you're at the other end of the house so that they're in separate rooms sure. and, they, and so that you want to try to get them to to bond a little bit more to the human parts in the they can come together and play you know here and there but you, you really want to work on the human interaction and that's by teaching them something filling their head and going from there okay that's awesome okay so start being good leaders okay absolutely okay <laughs> Thanks for- I just want to say thank you for your time and your wealth of knowledge. You're a pleasure to listen to. Oh, and thank you so much. Thousands of people, and you've surely helped us. Thank oh, you. Oh, well, thank you. Day. You're so kind. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you, Katie. You bet. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. But that's usually what happens, though, people, in, in uh, leadership. is Dogs are lousy leaders at, to, to leading us humans. But if you're not a good leader, and it all has to do with your personalities of dogs that you have. Remember last week we were talking about a private, a sergeant, and a general? Remember the private I was telling you about that that's a happy happy dog loves everybody just happy the world is his oyster he just loves every every dog every human every everything doesn't care about any leadership whatsoever now if you have that personality of dog you all will be right with that dog through the whole what all the whole time you have that dog because they don't have any aspirations of leading anything and so they kind of train themselves and you never have really any tussles and then the sergeant personality is a little bit more reserved than the private and the thing is they need a little a little bit more leadership but now if you have a general and you are a lousy leader, you have got your work cut out for you because you have to really earn their respect and trust for them to look to you for direction. All right. Who's up next? 
Okay, we can start quickly with um, Barb. And Barb has a question about a dog that is suffering from leash aggression. All right. Hi, Barb. How are you doing? Hi, Katie. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, thanks for calling. Um, I want to say I've come a long way with my dog. All right. And so um, that what you were talking about with weight and all of that, Mm -hmm. he will wait, focus on me, and I open the door. I feed him. He waits. Nice. Focus. He, so I'm doing that. Yay. But, oh, yeah. No, I know. I think he might be a sergeant. Okay. So, <laughs> there you go. So, but I am struggling with going on walks, and we see another dog, and we go crazy. Okay. What kind of dog do you have? He's a 20-pound Jack Russell Border Terrier mix. Okay, lots of energy there. And then what oh, kind yeah. of what kind of collar are, are you using? A training collar, a harness? What are you using? Well, I was using a harness. Then I bought a gentle leader. Okay. And so I've been trying to work with that, and that's still pretty new. We've had that about three weeks, so we're working on that. But he still, if he sees another dog and that gentle leader's on, he just. I mean, it's such a sight to see. Yeah. And then he's got that on his snout. And I, so I pick him up, I turn around, I walk away, and I say, leave it. Okay, why don't you hold on to that thought? I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'll give it to you when we come back, okay? So hold on to that thought. A garden caterpillar has how many muscles in its head? We'll be right back. Oh, I smile at that one. That is there you go. Perry Como, folks. I'm keeping it. Just like I keep who let the dogs out alive, we're keeping Perry Como alive. A garden caterpillar has how many muscles in its head? What do you think there, ma'am? How um, many muscles in their head? Gosh, probably a lot. Yep. Um, 100, 120? Nope. 200? Getting there. 200, 248 muscles in uh, a caterpillar's head. Okay. That's a garden caterpillar. 248 wow. muscles in their That's head. That's a lot. Isn't that something? That's a Holy lot. Moly. So don't don't squish them then. No, 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 no. That's no, a lot no, of brain. No, no. Yeah. That's a lot of brain. That's on a the lot ground. of muscles. <laughs> That's a lot of muscles on the ground. There you go. Okay, let's head to, we got Barb, correct? Yes. All right. Hey, Barb, you still with us? I'm still here. Okay, first of all, now you said you've been using the gentle leader for three weeks. Is he still trying to yeah. get it off his head? As nose? No, no, he, that's become less and less. Okay. Now, when he sees another dog, okay, you're on the path, you're walking, okay, and he sees another dog, what does he do? He tenses up, okay. he sees it, and then usually, um, if we can, we just turn around and go a different way. <laughs> okay, okay, now what do you do? Do you tighten up the leash to restrain him? Uh, no, I used to do that and right. i know not to do that all right so i'm working on that to not because i know my anxiety passes right through that leash exactly. i know that exactly yep yep and so what you could try uh, uh, i'm you know the, the general leader works for some but not all and okay. so i'd rather see you use a star mark dog training collar s-t-a-r okay. mark dog training collar and okay. uh because that what that does it has little it's plastic and it has little pyramids on the inside of it blunt pyramids and it pokes the dog to get his attention all right oh. well, instead of restraining because basically the bottom line is if he's pushing into that gentle leader like tucking his chin in and still trying to pull forward you know oh, what yeah. i mean you now what you're doing is you're restraining not training all right okay. because if he's not re- if he feels that pressure 
pressure of his nose, and he doesn't honor it. He continues to go forward. As you bring your hand back, uh, 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 you be nice, be nice. Because what you want to do is that you, the leash has got to get loose somehow, okay? Because that's usually what causes leash aggression. People tense up expecting problems. So that's why what I would try to do is I would try the, the Star Mark dog training collar, and then also bring a squeaker toy with you. And so, like, when he goes to, like, here's comes a dog, what you're going to do is you're going to squeak the toy. Squeak, squeak. Hey, what's this over here? Let's go over here. And now go off and maybe look at a, uh, a branch or whatever. What is this? What is this? If he tries to turn the head to see the squeak, squeak. Hey, what's this? And what you could do is you could practice this at home so he gets good at it. Uh, like, you just, like, go touch the corner of a couch. What is this? What is this? Squeak, squeak. Sometimes you have the squeakers. Sometimes you don't. It's just the what is this? The whole thing is to get his attention off of what he was on and onto where your finger is touching, whether it's a shoe, whether it's a blade of grass, whether it's a rock, whatever. Sometimes you can just give him a pet. Oh, good job, good job. Sometimes if you want to, rotate it up and give him a treat. Okay, but don't have it always be the same. So he, it's his benefit that sometimes he gets a pet, sometimes he gets the treat. You know what I mean? But the whole thing is you're working together as a team. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, and yep. what you're doing is taking his attention off. And most everybody, the minute the head goes up like, oh, there it is. Then yep. you get in, you redirect. Don't wait and see how bad he's going to get before you step in. <laughs> Okay. What you're going to do is the minute the t- ears go up or the tail goes up, what is this? Squeak, squeak, squeak. Let's go over here. Let's check this out. Come on. You can do it. Yay, 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 yay. All right. Become the cheerleader and get use a squeak, squeak, squeak. And you have to get a squeak that really turns his head. All right. Okay. And then like okay. I say, as you're practicing this in your backyard, you know, in your front yard, in your house, you're going to belay the girl. So you get really good at it and he gets really good at following your lead. All right. So that he wants to come and take his attention off of whatever that dog is and on to you. All okay. Right. And so then once I get his attention, should I continue to go the other way? Then or what you know I... that what you're gonna do is let that person go, you know, go by and now you go back on the path and go for your walk. And obviously okay, right so... now what you want to try to do is find pathways that are not being used as much. Right. You know, okay. right now in, in the interim. But the whole thing is is don't start screaming and yelling at the dog. He's already frustrated enough. I know it. Okay, know and it. so what you gotta do is you become the cheerleader. Your voice has gotta go up. Hey, okay. look what I got. Squeak, squeak, squeak. And like I say, if you practice it home it's going to become so second nature to you that you don't even realize you're into the mode and you're working it <laughs> okay. so that's what you want to do at home and like in your backyard just have them on a leash just go through everything that you need touch it with your pointer finger you touch that blade of grass you touch that wall you know squeak squeak oh what is this let's check this out what is this sometimes you use the squeaker sometimes you don't because if you overuse the squeaker they become desensitized to it and it doesn't do okay. you much good anymore so some what you want him to more react to is the word, what is this? What is what this? Is <laughs> and your voice has to be high-pitched and happy and laugh. And then, like okay. I say, sometimes when he comes in, his nose touches what you're touching. You praise him. Oh, good job. Oh, good job. Look at you. Yay, you, yay, you. Sometimes you, you praise him and give him a treat. You know what I mean? So you just rotate it up. And so I don't like using treats on a regular basis. The but Treats it, didn't work. It didn't work. I tried it. Okay. I had bacon. I had hot dogs. Oh, my. Okay, okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to teach him this game, all right. Yeah. And so then yeah. I would try the star mark collar. And okay. then and what you got to do is you got to have him walk next to you loosely where the hook of the leash is resting on his back or alongside. And if okay. he goes to lunge forward, you have your hand relaxed at your side. And if he goes for lunge forward, you bump backwards, you know, towards his tail and give it a pop. And you got to find the oh. correct pop that gets his attention. 
You don't pull. And then when I get his attention. You, you teach him the word heel. You got to no, know heel is what you want or walk. Okay. Okay, well, that's the word you want. We are walking here. Let's walk together as a team. Ignore that. And you can use it when his ears go, leave it. Ah, 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 leave it. And that's another thing you can teach him. So, so that's mm-hmm. the thing is to teach words and what they mean. So when you need them, they know that it's there. Yeah, he knows leave it. Okay, he good. That. Okay, use yeah. the word leave it. Ah, 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 leave it. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You know, become the chatterbox to try to get his attention so he's not... Okay. Okay. He's not. I have not tried all of this. Okay. Yeah, okay. And so, so the, the become the chatterbox. So he, he's you're there, and you're kind of like moving it right along. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna play with this and see what works best, and then eventually, what you're looking for is that the he doesn't react. It he reacts. Um, the reaction is less, and it has to be closer before he almost totally react, reacts. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So then eventually that, that person or that dog can walk by and there's very little reaction. That's what our goal. It may take two, three months. This oh, is not yes, something. I know. Yes. Yeah. It's a, but the whole thing is, is that it gets less and less and you're, you're it's baby stepping it and you're, and you're making it happen. It's going to work. That's okay. Yep. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I, I tried the star mark collar and, the, yep. uh, the, and now the, uh, the sure training either. collar you want it to slide on and slide off. So when it's not being used, it's not snug. There's also sometimes um, uh, if he blows through that collar, I would even try a pinch collar. You know what the pinch collar is? It looks like a torture oh, yeah. device out of yep. 1800. But there again, every trainer fits those <laughs> that in my book fits them wrong. They fit them snug, and that causes undue frustration because the dog is trying to figure out how do I get rid of this pressure. So when I fit uh, uh, pinch collars at my school, I have it slide over the head and slide off you never take them apart all right and the okay. reason is because then when the collar is not working you know when the collar when the dog is thinking there is no collar pressure that's part of the reward for paying attention there is no collar pressure and yeah. so that's why what when you put um on make sure you put your hands on the top tines as you slide it on so if the dog would turn his head he doesn't get poked in the eye Okay. Okay. So that's what I would try. I would try the star mark first and see if that you know gets it. Otherwise, I would try the. But you got to remember, it's got to be a pop, a snap, a jerk. Yep. It can't be a pull. And at the same time, okay. you say you're walking or heel. Let's go. Or if he's really acting, give it a ah, leave it. Hey, leave it. Uh, you know. So you get your verbiage and practice, and you should be able to get a good handle on this. Well, he's really smart, so. Okay, there you go. And then, I'll like I say, it. teach tricks. Get him looking to you for other things. Oh, not he's just madly in love with me. Oh, madly good. in love with me. Good, good, good. But get it's him thinking. Ridiculous. Get that get that thinking, Captain, that noodle going so that you are a priority and he's less reactive to what's coming towards him, okay? Okay. Okay, All good right. luck. Keep your fingers, my fi- I'll keep my fingers crossed. And if you got any other call or, or questions, I'll just try give it. a holler. Okay, thanks, Katie. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. The more input into the head, folks, the less reactive your dog would be. But usually everybody just, you know, has has a dog sit on their lap. They take him for a walk. And that's it. They don't do, make the dog sing. They don't teach them their toys or how to put their toys away or uh, how to play Red Solo Cup or, you know, I mean, brain teasers. And so, I mean, I can't stress enough. You want a calm, easygoing, steady dog, you use their brain and not their muscle. Their mu- they need to be worked in a little bit. But no, the, you want a dog that is a thinker and not a muscle dog. All right, who's up next? All right, we're going to go to Stephanie, and Stephanie has a dog who is afraid to walk. Afraid to walk. Yeah. All right. Hi, Stephanie. How you doing? Hi. Thanks for taking my call, Katie. Thank you for calling. What kind of dog do you have? I have a a two-and-a-half-year-old Labradoodle. Okay. 
And she's never been fearful of going out for walks, but I took her out on the evening of the 4th of July oh. when it seemed like it was quiet. <laughs> and we got down the block and the neighbors started shooting at fireworks mm-hmm. while she freaked out oh, yeah. and hightailed at home. And fireworks are going off all evening. She spent two hours in the bathtub trembling. Yep. Um, she's been fearful of going for walks ever since. Okay. We get down the block and she freezes and wants to hightail it back home. I tried going on a different route mm-hmm. to see if that would make a difference. Mm-hmm. But she's just so scared, you know, and... Someone was shooting up fireworks again last night, and she spent an hour in the shower trembling. Uh, uh, so I don't know what to do. She's never been a fearful dog before. Yeah, no. It all takes is one. That was my Gilligan. I had him for three years, and then some idiot. Don't even get me good old going about that. Now he's yeah. you know, scared. Yeah, all it takes is one incident, just one. And since it's been so close, it's only been not even two weeks, okay? That's yep. really embedded in her head. I guess what I would do right now is that um, – uh, walk halfway towards where the incident happened and turn around and come back. All right. Okay. Uh, and then um, walk the other way about halfway. Turn around, but keep it very short. Okay. And then maybe okay. bring a squeaker toy with you. Hey, we're having fun. Be the cheerleader. Don't let okay. her shut down. It's got to be your idea to, you know, turn yourself around without her trembling, if that makes any sense. I would uh, put yes, her in the car. That makes sense. Okay. I would put her in the car and try to find a path that's uh, someplace away from where you are. Uh, okay. So that, you know, something that's totally different. And so, and then there again, just don't, don't go for a marathon walk here. You're going to baby step that. Walks are fun. You know, like I say, bring a squeaker toy, bring her favorite toy. If she likes a ball, bring it with. Get her mind on it because right now she's going to be, okay, is it going to come out and get me again? Is it going to come out and get me again? You know, and yeah, so she, that's what it's happening. Yes. And so that's why she's scared. And don't coddle her like, oh, there, there, it's okay. Don't do that. You've got to be the cheerleader. Oh, that's my bad then. Okay. Yep. No, you've got to exactly be the cheerleader. what I do. Yep. No, 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 no. you got to be the cheerleader because she's worried. She's scared. And so you don't need somebody that's a weenie okay <laughs> so what you got to do is go you can do this yay you come on buddy we can do it so you become the cheerleader so she's like well apparently you don't have a t- bat you know you're not worried so then why should i be worried and then and the more Sorry, so sitting in the shower with her for an hour petting her is probably a bad idea yeah it's a very bad idea why don't you hold on oh, to dear. that thought okay. when we come back don't worry no it's not lost okay okay so okay. But, but hold on and we'll come back to this because you're not alone okay you're not alone Okay, what was George Washington's teeth made out of? George Washington's teeth. What were they made out of? We'll be back. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. This is a KDK9 show on my talk, 1071.com. I had a client that call, and I had to call him back. And the guy answers the phone, and I'm like, whoa, you should be a radio. This guy's voice was like... Oh, just talk to me some more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, was it good? That's funny. It was really good. Okay, what was George Washington's teeth made out of? Wood. No. Teeth. <laughs> Close. Okay, you ready? Elephant ivory and wal- walrus tusks. Walrus tusks. Yes, walrus tusks and elephant ivory. Because you always heard that they were made out yeah, of wood. Yeah, wood. But no, uh-uh. yeah. no, that's what they were made out of. Huh. Elephant, ivory, and walrus tusks. All right, there we go. Weird. Okay, Weird. Let's, <clears throat> let's go back to Stephanie. Yes. Hey, Stephanie, you're there? Yes. Okay, now, when your dog goes into the shower, like, you know, a lot of thumper, 
thunderphobic. Now, how did your dog handle the thunderstorms on Friday and Saturday? He didn't. She didn't seem to have a problem. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. So then, because a lot of dogs that, you know, have the firework problem go become thunderphobic yep. dogs, too. So, yeah. So if the dog chooses to go into the, uh, you know, the shower or the bathtub, that's just fine. If you want to sit in there and read a book and say, okay, we're in here together, whatever. Or you just go about your business and then check it. You peek, peek your head in there. Oh, you handling it? Oh, good job. Good job. Go about your business, but don't sit. And now that's called coddling. Dogs don't yes. understand coddling. And the minute we get into saying, yeah, they're there, it's okay. That's the worst thing you can say to a dog. All right. So that's why it makes you feel good. I understand this because you feel bad because you're so scared. Humans coddle. Dogs don't. They find a good leader and follow the leader. If the leader isn't, you know, uh, coddling and shying and running, then why should they? All right. So that's the Uh whole thing is, is that you just don't yell at the dog and don't, like I say, just go about your business and poke your head in and just be the cheerleader. Hey, how's it in there? Oh, good job. Good job. Yay. We'll talk to you in a little bit. You know, and just kind of like that. So now in in your dog's eyes, you look like number one you're a good leader to follow you're not worried you know don't appear to be worried so why should i now i just need to feet feet find my big girl panties and put it on all right <laughs> and so that's okay. what so that's what you don't don't coddle the dog just don't you know yeah we feel bad but you're going to notice that she'll probably she'll it'll be less and less and less whereas all of a sudden she's looking to you for more direction so that's why when you go out for a walk just keep it perky and positive come on let's go yay you yay you and then like i say take her other places instead of where the incident happened and so yep. uh, and just keep it short the more walks that you can go, and it's a, a, a fun walk, then the longer she will be able to go. All right? Okay. Okay, good luck. Thank you. You bet. Be perky and positive. Be a good cheerleader and a leader. Will do. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep, you got to look like a good leader in your dog's eyes, guys. Remember, there's private personalities, gen- uh, uh, private sergeants and general personalities all right and each one you've got to do something a little they're they're a little bit different personalities you have to learn to work with all right where are we at who's up all right we have sue on the line and sue has a question about a dog that is sliming her (laughs) hands she'll explain a little bit more yeah sue (laughs) on the board here it looked like you said slimming the hands i'm like what's slimming (laughs) hands of course if i would have my glasses on correctly i could have seen it was slimy not slimming but anyway okay Okay, Sue, what kind of dog you got? Let me guess. A Mastiff, a Newfie, St. Bernard? She's a pit bull. Oh, okay. Because usually usually (laughs) they... she's a rescue. Oh, good. Thank you for rescuing. Super super sweet dog. Loves everybody. Really well behaved. When you come home from work, she gets kind of excited. And when you greet her, she gets all excited and she has to put your hand in her mouth. Okay. And then she ends up sliming it a little bit because her mouth is obviously wet. Right, right. it's either your hand or kind of your forearm, and she's very gentle, you uh-huh. know, no teeth, uh-huh. it's all tongue. Okay. Okay. Just is kind of insistent that you she gets to put her mouth on your hand, and I'm just kind of wondering what she's thinking and what she's doing. Okay, she's just getting overly excited, okay? And so now when you come in the door, okay, and now obviously she's not in the kennel, correct? She has free run of the house? Okay. So yeah. you come to the door, what, do you immediately, when the minute you open the door and she's there, do you go into the greeting mode? Um, well, she has to kind of run downstairs to see you, but okay. yeah, I mean, she comes down and you're like, hello, how was your day? And then you, you know, you take your shoes off and you start to pet her and then all of a sudden your hands in her mouth. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. See what you're doing is you're whining, you're causing the problem. You're winding her up. 
All right. And those are usually dogs that can turn into separation anxiety dogs, too. And so what you want to do is when you come home, you're just you're going to say, hey, how you doing? You take your shoes off. Don't greet her. Slowly greet her as you move away from the door. Ask her to sit and then give her a little tickle. Oh, hi. Good job. And then go a little bit further. And so the you don't get the wah factor at the door. All right. You so as she settles down, then you become more, you know, like huggy kissy or whatever, whatever your greeting form is. If she the mouth mm-hmm. opens, ah, 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 no bite or ah, leave it, whatever word you want to use. Ah, 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 no bite. And then slowly give her tickles. Don't get her so crazy that she forgets herself. All right. And she just okay. goes over, Lord. And then the mouth comes open and, you know, blah, 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 blah. so we don't want to go down that. We want to, we want to greet slowly incorporate her into you coming home but just acknowledge her when she comes to the door hey how you doing you know and then like i say take off your shoe but don't bend over and pat her uh 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 she tries to jump uh 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 and then maybe go hang up your coat or whatever maybe go to the bathroom come out of the bathroom ask her to sit oh hi give her a little tickle in the chest that keeps her calm if her mouth opens uh 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 no bite. All right. And then go about your business. And eventually she's going to learn that by being calmer, that then she gets more praise. So you're not winding her up to, you okay. know, uh, because that's the whole thing is that you don't, you want your comings and goings to be very nonchalant because that's usually where separation is. The anticipation of hearing your car and the door opening, the dog just gets over the edge. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's what you want to make sure that she does is that, hey, hey, how you doing? Because they can dance around you and wag their tail and look at you and you can give them a little pat on the head, but don't go into the full blown pet, 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 pet. All right. And then okay. and she should get better and better and better. And anytime she looks like she's going to open her mouth, ah, 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 and then give her a little tickle. Ask her for a sit. Give her a little tickle. Very nice. The tickle is in the chest. You know where the chest is, where the V? There's that V in there. Sure. Dogs love to be just a little tickle in there real calmly. And that kind of helps calm them down. All right. But if you pat them on the head or the side or the neck, that gets them all, here we go. And so that we, do, we don't want to rev the dog up at this time. All right. Does that help? Okay. Does that help you? Yeah. Okay. So you just sure. want a new protocol. And so and you tell everybody, this is a new protocol. Don't go nutsy with the greeting the minute you walk in. We're going to slowly let, we're going to have her greet us as we move about the house. And then eventually, like you've been home, by the time you've been home, like even five to 10 minutes, the dog's a lot calmer than an initial blast when you first come through the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Sure, great. Thank you. Okay. Good luck. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Yeah, because like I say, a lot of people, they just get into like, oh, and how are you? And the dog is like, bring it on. <laughs> and so then things can get out of control. So that's why you've got to learn, be what you want the dog to be. If you want the dog to be calmer, you got to be calmer. Don't stir the pot. All right. All right. Who's up next there, ma'am? All right. We can start with Megan. And Megan has a question about a cat with crystals. Cat with crystals. Yes. Hey, Megan, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Katie? Good, good. Male or female cat? Male cat, about eight years old. Okay. Um, had some crystals in his urine. He was going places other than his box, yeah. but thankfully on um, places that I could easily clean up. Good. 
got him into the um, vet on Friday mm-hmm. um, and found this out. Of course, um, all I could remember is, I'm thinking, okay, what would Katie K9 say? <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and, of course, I'm not telling this to the vet. He's going to sell me a $46 bag of, you know, oh, no. prescription food. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, he did. He gave me the bag of prescription food, but I'm like, I don't want your bag of prescription food. Yes. So I haven't, I'll probably just donate it or something. I don't know, but... <sighs> Anyway, so all I could remember is raw food, but I can't remember what else you would suggest doing. Right. You don't want any dry form of food and none. Zippo yep. nada. You want good grain-free canned foods. You want okay. some raw foods or some freeze-dried okay. foods is what you want, but no dry matter whatsoever. Because oh. your dog or your dog, your cat is at the age, usually it's a six to eight mark and then the, you know, about 11 to 12-year mark, that male cats especially, being but from being fed dry diets start getting crystals in their urine and so that's why if okay. you go to the grain free canned and then rotate it up and then like okay. some of the raw now I give my cat some of the uh, because there's not too much formulated raw on the market for cats yet okay and so I use my dog stuff and mind you it's okay. not the, it's not the steady diet uh, if you're making hamburgers pitch some raw hamburger to the you know uh, to the cat you got a chicken okay. wing a raw chicken wing remember only raw you can give it to the cat but your cat may not you know if they're not used to eating it they take change hard so you've got okay. to just you know baby step it in but as long as you stay away from all the dry matter uh, you okay. should, you'll, you won't be dealing with this again it, it basically and have you ever read that book your cat by Hodgkins, H O D G. No, I probably. Yeah, yeah, I know you um, mentioned it. So. That that is a Bible for all cat owners because it really helps you a lot with diet, diabetes, uh, behavior problems. It's really an awesome book. But yeah, just don't give any dry matter, and you will be ju- you your cat will be perfectly fine. And then also, what you're going to find too is that the coat's going to be awesome, and there's going to be hardly any doo-doo's in the in the in the doo-doo box, and then there'll be uh, no throwing up. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, you, yeah, so good. All right, perfect. So thank you. The, you the bet. That I have, awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. What is the most common name for a, for a goldfish? Common name for a goldfish. We'll be back.